Mikanadi is the heart on the right side. It is just a few centimeters to the right from your chest. And that is the seat of the source, the seat of consciousness. On the left you have a heart chakra, you have your physical heart, but on the right is the seat of the source. It is the inner sun which is behind but of course the problem is that there are many clouds there is the subconsciousness and all the energy locks all the energy systems which are locked or closed or blocked or tensed or stressed And for the average human being, this inner sun is open only 4%. So it means that 96% it's the solar eclipse. So barely the sun is, is, is visible just behind that eclipse for the average human being. And thus, all the attention and focus is absorbed into more limited energy fields, into the mental energies. So thus, the goal is to reopen this Amrita Nadi, the heart on the right. The reopening is a process of deconditioning and deconstructing the mental structures. The mental structures and identifications Ego is nothing, just an identity, identification with something usually negative, the ego, you know. And then the mind is all the rest identifications, which can be even positive identifications. So thus it is to decondition those locks, which sometimes I call the noodle soup. It's so twisted, interwound, that when you look at it, it's like just like a noodle soup. It's hard to know where to start, you know, to see the, cl the clarity through the noodles. And the interlocking mechanisms can also be seen as as the manual clock with the gears. One gear is locked with another gear, it's locked with another gear, and this is how the clock is ticking, the time is ticking, the dimension of time and space. 
So thus the mind is within the dimension of time and space and your focus is fixed on time and space. And thus the freedom is, is eternal, it's now. It's beyond time and space, beyond past, future. Freedom is now, it's eternal, beyond time and space. So time is, is very mechanical in its nature and Buddhists have even drawn a very clear de depiction which is called Kala Chakra, the Chakra of Time. So the, so the Buddhist masters have drawn like every single pathway of the, of the time mechanism. And a simplified version of this complexity of interlocks has been depicted as a, as a labyrinth of the mind. It's a simplified version. The mind is a three-dimensional labyrinth. It's not a two-dimensional flat labyrinth. It's a three-dimensional noodle soup, interlocked mechanisms. Such a, it's a three-dimensional labyrinth. And thus this labyrinth began at a very early age, in a, in a babyhood, just about around two, three months since you were born. You already had a name, you were already defined by your parents. But that's where the feeling of separation arose, that I'm separate. Oh, this is me and this is my mommy looking at me and saying, hello, baby, calling you by the name. And, oh, yeah, that's me and that's my mommy. Yes, we're different. And that sense arose just around two, three months in a child. And that sense has arisen exactly here in Amrita Nadi as a little twist, like a little lock, a little twist. A baby was with open consciousness and then suddenly like something twisted, something locked in and suddenly this feeling arose of me, I, myself. So we call it the I feeling. And from that original I feeling, the feeling of separation arose, the feeling of loneliness, the feeling of alienation, that this is me and my world and the rest is quite alien. The sense of individuality locked in and subconsciousness formed as a locked-in mechanism. And by the age of five and seven, a child has fully downloaded all the social norms, all the social programming from their parents and society. So everything is downloaded in the, in the mental concept, construct.
And by the age of around 12 or so, a child has a complete, quite clear understanding of themselves and an environment. Of course, they don't like it. That's called teenagehood. And this is why children actually experience those difficulties, the challenging teenagehood, the tantrums of the childhood. Something is not my way. It's not supposed to be like this. I want that. And that's why children have these tantrums, these rebellion, re 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 rebellion nature, rebellion actions, and all the depressions of the teenagehood. And then you kind of find a way to be okay with your rebellions. You kind of grow up to accept that you are limited. Until the time of, of consciousness or spiritual awakening happens. And you start realizing that something is not right. It's, it's, it's limiting. It's, it's, there is something more than this programming, social programming, ego identity. It, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel real. It, it, there's something more, something good, something better. So thus the spiritual quest begins. So rolling back all the, all the development of the average human being, the initial twist has occurred in the Amrita Nadi, in the heart on the right. And the social conditioning has further strengthened and crudified the conditioning. Since the early childhood, everything has been socially designed to crudify, to affirm the separate identity. And this is how humans have been living for thousands of years. So those who have quick brains, by now you should have already figured out that this is the root cause of all the problems of humanity for the last few thousand years. Ninety-nine percent of all problems have arose because of that. All the problems of the last few thousand years. And this is why it's called the Dark Age, Kali Yuga, Dark Age. The Age of Ignorance, the Age of Darkness. And this is now why we entered into the new age, into the Aquarian age, into the golden age. We could say now we're in the year seven in the new age since 2012. And this is why this knowledge is being brought back more and more, clearer and clearer, the root cause of the Dark Age.
the root cause of all the problems of humanity. It's a multi-dimensional mechanical problem. As I see it clearly, it's the 3D, 4D dimensional mechanical problem. A certain closure, a certain lock. So therefore, it is the solar eclipse of the inner sun. The inner sun is your consciousness, it's the source, it's the radiance, the bliss, the happiness. So now, since you have come to know the root cause of all problems, of why not everybody is enlightened, why nobody is asking that? Is because there evidently is a problem. So even spirituality as such has been also confused and twisted upside down. That enlightenment is something of a superhuman ability and all the rest are normal people. Well, it's the way around. Enlightenment is actually normal state, natural state, and everybody else is sick. Enlightenment is nothing really special. It is normal, natural, to be open, to have no identification, to be not limited. just becoming fully normal, natural, real, not misidentified, not being sick or limited or blocked energetically. So this is a very important clarification that full consciousness is actually being healthy is being consciously healthy. And the rest of humanity, well, they're quite consciously unhealthy. If you would put up a goggles, you know, to look at somebody's uh, energetic field on the street, you would say, what a mess. <laughs> you know, if, if you suddenly had like, like goggles, you know, which can see the energy field, you know, like X-ray, for example, which can identify some abnormalities in your, you know, skeletal structure. So the same way if you would have other kinds of goggles where you could see the average human person's energetic mental field, you would see what a mess it is. Totally sick, totally blocked. Something is very wrong there. So that is totally not normal. The average human being is not normal at all, by no means. They're barely, they're barely healthy, they're barely healthy, and they're barely sane. And they keep their sanity to continue with their day-to-day -day jobs and then get drunk in the evenings because 
the day-to-day -day jobs are also insane. <laughs> so sanity is very questionable in the current civilization. I mean, it's very evidently very destructive, crazy, unhuman, unhealthy. And that's evident everywhere you look. <laughs> Any arguments? <laughs> and then there are those brief moments of clarity where something more beautiful comes up. It's not fully blocked, it's just 4% open. So there are those like few brief moments in the human history, which is called like Renaissance, you know, the awakening of arts and, and beauty. And now, luckily, there is a, a rising of the spirituality and the ecological way of living and self-sustainable way of living. So that's another glimpse of light seeping into the collective darkness of consciousness. So that's how the light kind of finds a way to come in. And it's not something special, it's actually just normal, really. From my point of view, it's just normal, healthy. But the rest is quite unhealthy. So it's good to kind of shake up a bit those social norms because they're social unnorms. They're not normal at all. And that's where a certain mental awakening can happen. What's really going on here? on this earth, you know, what people are doing here for thousands of years, crazy, you know, crazy stuff. So when you start opening the eyes, you see that this world is very crazy how things are happening and running here. But why? And if we go back, step by step, back and back, if we reverse engineer all the problems of humanity, we will see that the ultimate question why is because there is a separation in the source, center, there is a separation, there is an alienation And thus, all these mental atrocities have been fully manifested in the history of the earth. But as I said, it's not totally hopeless. There are pockets of light. There are pockets of light which are manifesting. But should we follow into the future blindly? Or should we know what's the actual root cause of all of this. Now everybody is in, in, the, in the wagon of New Age, you know, like in, in the New Age, but there's still nobody's asking what's the problem. You know, so once you really figure out the problem, then that becomes the core solution. So everybody's in, let's raise consciousness, let's raise consciousness, but why it's low in the first place? You know, what happened? Why, why it's not already high? 
So this topic of Amritana, the inner sun, the heart on the right, is fundamental topic that you need to know and that you need to be able to explain others. And we have gathered some uh, materials already and we have a few videos on this topic and we're investing our time and energy and resources into doing a further research into this topic. So this is what we fully want to focus, to dedicate a lot of energy in the New Humanity Foundation so that somebody would bring it fully forward, this topic. And this topic, the first, we could say, person who truly elaborated on this was Ramana Maharashi in India. And he, he described clearly that the heart on the right is the seat of consciousness, and the I thought arises right there, which blocks the seat of consciousness. And thus he prescribed the practice called self-inquiry, for the souls who are ready, for those souls who are ready. And the souls who are ready, now we can clarify, this is basically level of consciousness of 500s and maturity, like around midway of 500s. That is a real readiness for the self-inquiry practice. But unfortunately, there is only a few million people at that consciousness right now and the rest of humanity is nowhere near to be at, at the inner love 500s level of consciousness. So thus we need to make all other souls ready to, to go through the initial step, steps of awakening, through the initial steps of inner light and having the ability to feel your own body. <laughs> you know, very basics, baby steps you know, how to be human, real human being. So this, this is our goal at the New Humanity Foundation, is to educate people how to, how to be real human beings and what's the real problem of all problems and what is the solution. If we do a good job at research and, uh, and then um, we, we, we find the clear ways of of bringing more science into this topic, that uh, when the time is right, the scientific minds will pick it up and, and be able to, to do further, deeper experiments with DNA. Because this problem is, is 3D, 4D, and DNA-related. And you're, you're, there's a lot that you can do. There's a lot that you can do. And there is a lot that we should do to, to create this, this, this solution. 
So Ramana was the first one to, to bring a lot more clarity into this topic and the second one was Adida Samraj and he, had a, he, he spoke about the mechanism of attention and focus and on our part we are further elaborating that it's actually a, a vortex which is locked and it's a mechanical process of interlocking mechanisms which is called conditionings or, or vasanas in India so we we also have identified that it's open only 4%. This is new, nowhere known before. And there is a lot more research happening on this topic. How it works? What is the real problem? So, so now more advanced souls are being born into, into children. Or, or pets. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's quite, quite a complex matter, you know. The conditioning is so dense, so heavy. So more advanced souls are being born right now to, to speed up, you know, deconditioning, the new way. And, um, you know, on our part, we need to do what we're here for and to bring the truth, to help, to decondition, reawaken, reopen consciousness. And um, it is our duty to bring this knowledge forward as a root cause. If we're going to leave this behind us, well, we're going to give a good foundation for the future. So I truly feel that we should dedicate a lot more time, resources, finances towards this cause and uh, it, uh, there's, a, there's a lot that we can do and this is the, the single most important thing to spread is, is the knowledge. And levels of consciousness indicate the progression back. They, they don't define the root problem and this is the definition of root problem. Connecting with levels of consciousness, there is a map and we have developed uh, effective practices to, to raise consciousness. So step by step, we are, the purpose of the New Humanity Foundation is, is to work towards this cause.